This is A New Angle, a show about cool people doing awesome things in and around Montana. I'm your host, Justin Angle. This show is supported by First Security Bank, Blackfoot Communications, and the University of Montana College of Business. Hey folks, welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Today I speak with Mike Morelli, the newly minted executive director at Missoula Children's Theater and Missoula Community Theater. The mission is to build life skills in children. It's to give them confidence, it's to give them the ability to express themselves, the ability to stand in front of others and be heard. For seven years, Mike was my colleague here at the College of Business, where he led our entertainment management program. He has deep experience and expertise in theater, event production, and the business of entertainment. MCT is in good hands, and I'm excited to learn more about Mike's vision for this great organization's next act. Mike, thanks for being here today, and congrats on the new gig. Thanks. I really appreciate it, and so glad to be here. Yeah, so tell us, where did you grow up, and what did your parents do? I grew up uh, in Longmont, Colorado, which is a town outside of Boulder, and my mom was a school teacher, 35 years, and dad traveled around the world opening oil fields for exploration. Oh, wow. Interesting. So how did theater, how did the performing arts grab your attention? Yeah, my family uh, always valued going to the, the arts. And, uh, you know, we'd go to the opera, we'd go to live events, we'd go to concerts. And one of my buddies in junior high said, hey, I'm trying out for this play. You want to go? And I said, oh, okay. And got cast and it was really wild and I had no clue about it. And I was hooked. That was that. And so you go to the University of Wyoming. Do you yep. study theater there? Studied theater there. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Great program. Uh, nationally known for actors. Who knew? <laughs> From that point, I uh, went on to Utah State and studied directing there. Got mm-hmm. an MFA in directing. Uh, and then worked and did things and also got an MBA at Regis University. In the early days of online, when they would send you the VHS of the lectures or the panel discussions. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, but eventually graduated from there, which is great, and went to Texas Tech. And at Texas Tech, got this degree, this PhD in fine arts that Mm -hmm. put together acting and directing with arts administration. And so it's a PhD in fine arts with a specialization in theater with concentrations in acting and directing and arts administration. Seems like the perfect educational path for you to not only you know lead our entertainment management program, which we'll touch on, but this new gig at MCT. If you were to draw it up, you seem like the ideal candidate. Well, I... I hope so, and I'm glad that they thought so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the job. So yeah, man, so that's check good. Check that box. Yeah. You know, you spent seven years here as the leader of our entertainment management program, and I guess what I'm most curious about there is that role puts you at kind of the epicenter of entertainment in Missoula, whether it's, you know, ent- interfacing with the Denison or the Montana Theater or a production at the Adams Center. I know you're an interim director of the Adams Center, the Grizz Stadium, but also, you know, we've got Log Jam and all these other up-and-coming entertainment companies here in Montana. You're pr- you're pumping students and interns into those programs. So what did you learn about this community that sets it apart from other arts-oriented communities you've you've worked in? This community loves the arts. I mean, in all its myriad shapes and forms. And so, you know, there's all dance companies and studios. There are uh, music artists, of course, everywhere. There's actors. There's it's just an amazing amount of art in this town. And a thing like MCT 
your kids may very well, or you have been in a show at MCT probably, but what people think of here is the community theater Mm -hmm. and real high-quality productions. And I learned that so many of my students coming through the College of Business or maybe the College of Forestry, they really had a deep connection to the arts, and they wanted to be involved somehow. Those students are saying, well, yeah, of course I love nature. And of course, I love all the things that goes along with forestry. But I like this business side, the recreation side, the tourist side. And because this entertainment management certificate is designed so broadly, there's a big, wide scope of what you can do with it. And what I saw is because people had set it up pretty well in the past, there were all these people out there, all these alums that would say, oh, yeah, when I sat in that seat, I learned these things, but I really started to get my my hooks in when I went out in the real world. I'd okay. like to help a student. Yep. And so that's how this program has flourished. And so as, as you're laying that out, it, it occurs to me that you went through this arc in your career where – you know, as a performer, that didn't become your path, that the administrative business side of it became your path. And, and, and as an educator, you've probably shepherded a lot of students through that journey as well, where they say, you know what, a, being a professional touring musician might not be my thing, but there are many other opportunities in the industry where I can be close to my passion. Talk about that process for yourself and how you've helped students to go through it. For me, I, I just keep kept finding out, I don't know if I keep finding out, but I kept finding out in the past that, uh, you know, as much as I wanted to do something, I was probably better at something else. And so I was a pretty good actor and that's okay. Uh, But I found out I was a much better director, right? I could see things uh, on a bigger scale and I could imagine things and envision things. and, And I was really good at that. Went and got that directing degree, but while I was there, a fellow named Roger Held, hi, Roger, if you're out there, uh, Roger said, I want you to be in charge of the administration of this new studio series that we're putting together, and I have no money for you. So I'd like you to do everything on a budget, and I'd like you to figure it all out, and uh, I'd like you to sell some tickets and make more money than you spend. Okay. I said, all right. It wasn't really my gig, but you know, I mentioned earlier, Dad was in business. Business uh, was a discussion around the dinner table all the time. And so I don't know whether it soaked in or is osmosis or, or predisposed or what, but it's pretty decent at that side. And so was able to make things work financially while putting a vision towards the, the artistic offering. And that kind of opened my eyes to some of the possibilities that were out there. And so when I finally graduated with that uh, MFA in directing, I went to Reno to go to my first job to go teach yeah. uh, at Truckee Meadows Community College. And it was kind of a part-time thing. And so I had to get a, uh, making air quotes here, real job. I worked in the casinos in the development department because they were looking for someone to build relationships. I can do that. And so I worked and did both and realized, uh, these things aren't that different. Hmm. What that allowed me to do is to say, now when I got to here, in this entertainment management program, there's just not one path. Everybody has to figure out the right, right path. And so, uh, you know, if you you love to dance and you love anthropology and world culture, you can probably make your own job. And then, of course, there's all the traditional stuff that we think of. But what it allowed us to do in the entertainment management program is to look at each student individually and say, oh, hey, let's let's go see things that might fit. Let's get first steps. You're never going to get anybody their dream job right out the door, but what 
hopefully you get is the first step in the right direction. That makes good sense. So let's pivot to MCT. I mean, for, for listeners maybe not as familiar with the organization, like give us the 411. What is it? You all do so many different things, but yeah, give us the, the, the sort of potted bio of MCT. Yeah, you know, MCT was founded by a couple of fellas in a van driving across the nation in the 70s. Van breaks down in Missoula and they say, hey, they got a university here. Hey, they have auditions. Hey, let's go audition for a show. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, 50 years later, what has happened? So now what is so amazing, it's MCT Inc., but it's Missoula Children's Theater and Missoula Community Theater. Missoula Children's Theater goes all over the world. On any given year, we might drive 320,000 miles. I mean, the fleet of red pickup trucks yeah. is unbelievable. How many of those red pickup trucks do you have? 40 trucks hanging Jeez out Louise. there. Yeah. 320,000 miles all over uh, North America. And so, you know, we go into Canada. We go all over the place and might do what we did pre-COVID was about 1,100 residencies. So that means a residency is two actors in a truck with all the costumes, the set, all the props drive into somebody's town and audition on Monday night and then rehearse it all week and put on a show with those kids that have rehearsed all week Friday and Saturday. Sorry, I made an assumption. Those kids audition the show for school-agers or specific ages. So it might be little ones, you know, elementary might be high school, might be middle school. But, you know, there's always an age group that the show's appropriate for. And then we put somewhere around... 60 to 65 children into the show, rehearse it, perform it, hop in the truck and drive to the next one. Drive to the next town. That's one residency. And so those actors might be with us for 10 weeks. They might be with us for three months. They might be with us for a year or six months. So that's in North America. But we also have contracts with and have been to – uh, Navy bases, Army bases, Air Force bases oh, cool. all around the world. Yeah, We call that the fly tour. And the fly tour contracts are exciting and have gone to all these amazing places, you know, India and Bahrain and Japan and Germany, all over the place. It is stunning. I have two daughters, yay, Annan and Gabby. Shout out to you both. Annan had a uh, former wife who Annan's from that marriage, and she did MCT in Laramie and Laramie, Wyoming. Okay. And then when my uh, former wife remarried, great guy, uh, they both went overseas and did things at army bases. And Annan did an MCT show in Darmstadt, I believe it was, uh, Germany. And on that base, you know, she was having some culture shock because going from Laramie, Wyoming sure. to, to a military lifestyle, that's uh, it's very different. And MCT brought her out of her shell. That stuck with me. So, you know, I've seen that personally. Certainly value what MCT does. But the mission is to build life skills in children. And it's not to make great performers. It's to give them confidence. It's to give them the ability to express themselves, the ability to stand in front of others and be heard. Mm -hmm. And in a time now when people have gone all their separate ways and we're trying to reintegrate back with each other, I can't think of anything that resonates more. Gosh, and let's let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, yeah. you're new. Well, you've been on the board of the organization yeah. for years, so you have some 
you know, deep experience and fluency with what the organization has been through during pandemic. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, how, how did you keep things afloat? And then what are you most excited about now as, as you're sort of starting to think about whatever business as usual looks like going, going forward? <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic, MCT made a real concentrated effort to keep everybody on payroll that wanted to be on payroll. There's some folks that, that said, hey, you know, it's going to be better for me if I separate or, and uh, get the government assistance. Sure. But uh, MCT worked really hard to do that, and the board worked to, along with everybody else on staff, because it was a whole staff effort, they worked to get uh, PPP loans is how they all started, but they turned into grants. Yep, yep. And then also went out and got other grants, and those things – allowed MCT to continue and keep people on payroll. And with so many arts organizations closing down, that was unbelievable. And as a board member at the time, we would hear these reports about and see the financials. This is what's happening, and here's how we're doing it, and here's how we think we're going to go, and here's the scenarios. And everybody would look at the financials and take a deep breath because, whew, that's pretty rough. Yeah. But – the organization weathered it, and and because of everybody's extraordinary contributions. We'll be back to our conversation with Mike Morelli after this short break. A New Angle is supported by First Security Bank, Blackfoot Communications, and UM's College of Business. Access to capital, broadband, and education are three ingredients any community needs for success. Hey, this is Jeff Petticord, and you're listening to A New Angle. Welcome back to A New Angle. I'm speaking with Mike Morelli, newly minted executive director at Missoula Children's Theater. Maybe let's situate that a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't want you to necessarily stack rank MCT <laughs> versus other organizations. In your job here at UM, you got to see kind of the health of various organizations, how they weathered the COVID storm. How would you assess MCT? What's the state of play as we kind of move into to this next phase? Well, what I would say is that MCT did really well, but what I, I didn't say and I need to say, the reason that MCT did so well, of course, uh, the loans and grants things, those, those are phenomenal, but the community just yeah. said, we can't let this go, right? We need to support you. And people came out of the woodwork to support MCT and just surprising, stunning, wonderful things. Everything from you were going to put on a show and then we went into restrictions. Let me just donate my ticket value back to you, mm. yep. right? Yep. And, and when you start talking about, oh, a couple thousand people see our shows, that's real money. Heads up. Right. And then organizations in the community came out and said, well, of course we want you to survive. Of course you need a hand. No, you didn't come out reaching for it, but let's just let's just get you something. So the outpouring of support was just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And so your tenure is starting with the cupboard is not necessarily bare. I mean, you'd like it to have more in it, obviously. Any organization yeah. would, but you're in pretty good standing, which we're, is great. We're there. We're we're thankful. We are, like you say, the cupboard's not bare, but whew, <laughs> it's bare enough. And And honestly, the people that have been working there through all of the restrictions have made tremendous sacrifices to do yeah. so. Yeah. And so taking care of the, all those good folks is, you know, a first priority. Well, I mean, hopefully we're moving toward a world with fewer and fewer restrictions, but like what did you learn about how to produce events? Cuz you produced several events during pandemic here on campus 
And now you're going to be navigating some of those things in real time as leader at MCT. How, 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 do you, how do you think you're going to make decisions about that? You listen to what the county has to say, you take it to heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. If we have guidance, you, you go with the guidance. And then what, let's talk locally first. Here, it's a lot easier to say, oh, this is what our county has to say. Sure. Here's what the health professionals in our county say. Great, we'll do that. But on the road... That's a different deal. And so you have to make the kind of policy decisions, and MCT did, just saying, here's what we're going to do to protect our tour actors. Yeah. We had policies that were in place that we just asked our actors to adhere to. And it's it's just like anything. It's like workman's comp. I was just in a meeting yesterday with the, the nice rep from workman's comp in our area, Wendy. She's wonderful. And she was just simply saying – Let's just examine all of the safety factors. And we were talking about mechanics of poles and putting things together. Uh, Let's just talk about the safety factors and make sure we're as safe as we can be, given what we know. It's refreshing to hear that perspective, right? It's so like COVID has just become so wrapped up in politics and division that it's it's nice to hear that there are – that it is possible to sort of – just go to a brass tacks approach. Yeah. What are the risk factors? How do we manage them? Yeah. And it's also nice when you – when we talk about people's kids – yeah, right? exactly. Huge responsibility. And you say, great, I'm going to protect your children in the way that I protect my children. And and that's pretty good. You had talked about two portions of the job, and I certainly talked about the Missoula Children's Theater, but I didn't talk about the community theater at all. Right. It occurs to me that that might, I mean, it's a great resource for Missoula and broader Western Montana, but it also seems like a great recruiting mechanism for some of these, uh, you know, these people you put in these trucks and send out all over the country. Yeah, the community theater is unbelievable, and so many wonderful people here in the community. We're at uh, Into the Woods, and Into the Woods, the bios of the performers read like many professional shows that I've been to. Yeah, you know, majored in voice, been on tour, done these shows. What? <laughs> but what we see with the community theater is our community has really bought in and attends and uh, appreciates the shows that we put on stage. You know, there's kind of a duality to MCT with the children's theater and the community theater because it's not that they are separate. People work in both. Everybody works in both. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the entertain educate and engage mission of the community theater is not the same thing as the building life skills mission of the children's theater. And so we try very hard to get volunteers in and get them involved and get them in the work in a variety of capacities. And so, yes, of course, performing and you look up there and you go, oh, that dude sold me groceries. Ah, cool. But also the people that built the sets or hung the lights or worked on the sound. There's so many people there. And, of course, we have all volunteer ushers and, you know, often volunteer house managers. And it just makes you go, oh, this is a huge engagement on a, on a tremendous scale. Hundreds of volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to manage. And it's inspiring of how many people kind of get into the mix. I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on your vision for MCT. Yeah. You're at the start of your tenure. You know, what are your, what's your five-year, 10-year plan? What are the big objectives and, and, and vision you have for this great organization? I started part-time with MCT now and have been there. And Michael McGill, the executive director for many years and, you know, been there his whole working life. Michael gave me this incredible gift. Michael said, tell you what, for two weeks, why don't I keep making decisions? Well, we can talk about stuff, of course, but why don't I make decisions? 
and uh, you can do whatever you think you need to do. And I was able to walk around and talk to people. Leadership by walking around. Yeah, man. And <laughs> and meeting all these extraordinary people sure. who have been with the organization for, in some cases, decades, who understand the organization at a constituent level, right? They've got low-hanging fruit in terms of what could be done. They've got visions themselves that what could be done. And for me, getting all of that into one place and talking about it and sharing it and creating a shared vision is what MCT needs to be about. I think that really smart and passionate and dedicated people have been thinking about this hard for years. Yeah. And what is going to take us into the next part of our journey is figuring all of that out together in one direction that we can go. I expect that that's going to take some time. Yeah, I mean, Mike, that that resonates tremendously. You know, we've talked to, we've had the great fortune of talking to a great many really successful leaders on this podcast. And the best leaders sort of have that approach of like, I'm not going to come in here and plant a flag and say, this is how it's going to be. But the collective vision that you're talking about, I, th- I think you're going to empower your people and people are going to buy in. And so I'm, I'm, I'm more and more bullish talking to you about the, the future <laughs> of MCT. So thank you. Thank you. You know, it, it does make me smile, though, because any new leader, anyone new to an organization deals with the person that comes walking into your space, whether it's an office or a cubicle or you know, a shop or whatever it is. They sure. come walk into your space and they know who you are. But they don't expect to see you there, right? They right, expect right. to see the previous person. And and the funny thing that happened for me is someone walked in and said, oh, you're not Michael. Oh, you are Michael. <laughs> but no, you're not Michael. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's a reality too, right? And it's it's a reality that no matter how much you talk and no matter how much you talk to people, they're used to something else. Sure. And that's that's something that you'll have to manage both internally and externally because he was you know that the organization is so public and interfacing with sponsors with other communities so yeah talk about that outward role of your job as well yeah the outward role is is pretty amazing and once again michael has given me another gift he said hey let's spend some time one day we'll just go around and talk to everybody we'll talk to all these folks in the community which is just lovely but you know mct is uh it's hard to overstate the amount of effect that mct has in the national scene. And here's my example. Michael just very briefly was was talking to somebody else and he says, oh yeah, when I was at the Kennedy Center, we were talking about our relationship with China and building inroads there. And we were talking with the NEA folks. Uh, you know, we talked about what we have done rather than what we will do like sure. other people. And that offhanded comment made me go, internationally. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> MCD's out there and, and been a good ambassador for the kinds of things that we think are important. You know, we can look at everybody else's kids and go, hey, kids do a lot of cool things. And those kids over in another country, they do cool things, but they're kind of like mine too. Yeah. Yeah, That's the beginnings of understanding. And so that MCT has this huge reach. And whether it's military bases or embassies or projects with different countries – that's that's pretty stunning. And so I'm seeing in the community many people who say, oh, I heard about your new gig. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, hey, let me reach out. And and that part's great. And I wanted to go back in our remaining time to just a thing you mentioned before about the, the, the value 
of the skills that children can develop through the theater yeah. of expression, of self-confidence, of dialogue, of collaboration, all of these lessons. You know, Missoula, as we talked about, is this special place for the arts, but we live in a state where, you know, and in a region more broadly with a lot of rural communities that don't have those sorts of resources. Talk about the role that MC play, MCT plays in bringing those resources to those types of communities. I'm in this uh, program called Leadership Montana, mm-hmm. and we go all around the state, talk to all of these nice folks and learn about communities. What they are getting out in these communities that don't have you know, access to a lot of in real time things is this sense of togetherness, the sense of community. Not that they don't have that. I don't mean that. I mean, that they see their kids in a different way, in a different light. One of the state legislators, Wendy McCamey, was saying to me, hey, um, I love what MCT does because one of the first things when they come in is they say, quiet, everyone. We're going to listen first. Mm. As a parent, I say, oh, yes, if I could get my children to listen first every time, that'd be great. As an adult, if I could listen first every time, that'd be great too. But it's those skills and it's that community building and then getting kids to do things in a way that, that is positive, is collaborative, uh, is cooperative. That's really awesome. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, man. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough. What are you most excited about this summer? Like productions, camps, like what's happening this summer that folks should know about? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> our summer camps got live and and people just jumped in Yeah, them. they're hard to get into, I oh, know, from man. personal experience. They are. And we actually opened another one due to demand. And I think that one's probably closed by the time this airs because it was just, it was incredible demand. But I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that people want to get back and they totally. want their kids together and, and working on things. I'm also thrilled about we're having performing arts camp up at Flathead, so... South Shore, North Shore, East Shore, all the different age groups, uh, that's where they are, depending. And that's going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. Exciting that it's happening again. Exciting that we can do those things. And then exciting that we have uh, all kinds of people that are interested from all over the U.S. So that's really great. And then finally, the other thing was we opened our community season up to community members and put out a, a poll on social media saying, hey, we usually choose all these things ourselves, but you know, what do you think we should choose? Here's a list of shows. What do you, what do you like? We had over 400 people respond wow, to that in about 24 hours. And so I'm thrilled about that. Do we know what we're going to show? Or no. are we still processing the data? We're still, we're still processing the data and not because we, we don't know who, what came in first, but it's always this dance. And most people don't know. You say, oh, we're going to do these things. And you reach out to the company. And they yeah, say, exactly. oh, the rights are, are available. And you say, great. And then you say, oh, let's, let's take a poll. And you say, great. Then you reach back out and then the company says, okay, so – Let's see if the rights are really available for you now. Just like everything. If it used to cost X amount and now it costs X plus 30%, whoo, hard to figure out. Yeah, and that's why we need somebody with your unique combination of skills in this position. Mike, it's been great to have you as a colleague here at the College of Business. You will be missed, but I am so excited for you to have this new role and to be a steward of this great resource for this community. Thank you. And thank you for coming here today. Uh, thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. Looking forward to seeing you at MCT.
Thanks for listening to A New Angle. We really appreciate it. And we're coming to you from Studio 49, a generous gift from University of Montana alums Michelle and Lauren Hansen. A New Angle is presented by First Security Bank, Blackfoot Communications, and the University of Montana College of Business. With additional support from Consolidated Electrical Distributors, Drum Coffee, and Montana Public Radio. AJ Williams is our producer. BTO, Jeff Ament, and John Wicks made our music. Editing by Nick Mott. And Jeff Meese is our master of all things sound. Thanks a lot, and see you next time.